jasoncharles.net. Audio dramas. This is a tribute to Flip Wilson. Part one on jasoncharles.net audio dramas. I'm speaking with Kevin Cook, author of Flip, the inside story of America's first black superstar. Kevin Cook is the award-winning author of Electric October, about the 1947 World Series, and several other books on sports, including Tommy's Honor and Titanic Thompson, The Man Who Bet on Everything. He also won rave reviews for his 2014 book about the infamous 1964 Kitty Genovese murder. He is a former senior editor at Sports Illustrated and editor-in-chief of Golf Magazine. He's written for many other publications, including the New York Times, GQ, Playboy, and Smithsonian, and he's appeared on CNN, ESPN, and Fox TV. An Indiana native, he now lives in Northampton, Massachusetts, where I'm speaking with him today about his 2013 biography, Flip, the definitive biography of Flip Wilson. Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm really excited to ask you questions about the book. Sure thing. First of all, I just, I thought it was incredible the way you captured everything in his life, and it must have been a huge undertaking. How long did it take to do this book from beginning to end? It was a year and a half, uh, a bit more than that, uh, from beginning to end, and uh, a lot of really interesting people who knew him. I was uh, thrilled. I mean, not that they were the major sources, but uh, but to wind up talking to people that I had uh, admired for years and years, like Gladys Knight was a great conversation, and uh, um, and she was very helpful. And Lily Tomlin and Whoopi Goldberg; those are kind of the fun ones that uh, really stand out in one's memory. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get to Lily Tomlin at the end because she said some just beautiful words about mm-hmm. Flip Wilson. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to know, you know, you've done so much sports writing i guess that's more more your niche or your thing overall yeah and how did you come i'm sure you've been asked this a million times but how did you come to the story of flip wilson and was it golf related by any chance it was i mean what what uh always uh, intrigues me is is a good story that uh hadn't been told uh at least fully yet and uh you know i i also had a true crime book about uh, the kitty genovese murder in 1964 that came a little bit after this book right. so it isn't all sports but it often uh, uh you know most of my books are sports and i was working on uh, a book having to do with uh, golf and uh, wound up uh, finding out through uh, several other people. Oh, did you know that uh, Kevin Wilson, Flip Wilson's son, uh, caddies for uh, uh, hot, you know, top players, and um, does a, a good deal of caddying around the uh, Los Angeles area at Riviera at other elite golf courses. And you should talk. Uh, and uh, I wound up talking with. Uh, Kevin, who uh, also thought that uh, his dad had been kind of uh, forgotten by a generation that remembered people like George Carlin and Richard Pryor and uh, didn't have such strong memories of Flip Wilson. And uh, there were so many stories that uh, we just got to talking, and uh, that's how the book began. And did you immediately think when you spoke to him, was there 
a connection. You did you love Flip Wilson? Oh and, yeah, oh definitely. No, I I go back far enough to remember Flip very vividly, and uh, and as, just as my memories are the same as Whoopi's, although uh, she was in New York City and I was in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, but we're both going to Catholic school, and the funny thing is that next morning, the nuns are are saying the devil made me do it, <laughs> uh, and and the kids are all doing Geraldine, uh, and it's you know it wasn't a very long period, but in his heyday, uh, when his show was going up against uh, All in the Family for the top spot in uh, in the TV ratings. Uh, he was such a significant figure and and so imitated by uh, everyone. Uh, and uh, his genius was to uh, to combine a, a lot of uh, uh, important African-American acts with people like Andy Griffith that, uh, that could entertain an audience of millions. And, uh, you know, I was always struck by the uh, by the guest list when he'd have uh, Curtis Mayfield sing a song and uh, and then uh, Andy Griffith would sing a song or some country uh, singer and uh, Flip was the MC for America in those years. Right. In this book you really get to know the man and I, I know you know a lot of your books are about a subject or a you know mm-hmm. happening and I know you have done True. books about a man like the Titanic right. Thompson book uh-huh. um, but in this case you know how different is it to write about one person and get inside a man's life that you've never met and that you don't well that's you know. that's certainly the challenge i mean you have to have to try to understand what makes him tick and and uh for him as for most of us i expect it goes back to childhood and and i think the uh just the ruggedness the poverty and the cruelty of uh, what Cliff Wilson went through, Clearo Wilson as a, as a little boy, and just how determined he was to hang in there, and, and what a great spirit he had is what got him through. And then I, I admired the way that he studied humor. I mean, of course, he was naturally funny, but a lot of people are naturally funny. He was uh, also just driven to understand it, um, the idea of, of his reading old joke books and and uh, and studying the Marx Brothers and everybody else who was great in comedy and trying to figure out how he could bring his own uh, contribution, uh, his own wrinkles, uh, his own style to that um, were fascinating to me. And then coming up through the Chitlin circle and, and circuit and finally getting his his big break after uh, Red Fox gives him a gives him a recommendation to Johnny Carson on this night show. Right. And, you know, the book is in some ways as well as a biography. It's like investigative journalism. So, you know, what's your process? Like, how do you even start beyond, you know, I know you started with Kevin Wilson, but mm-hmm. how do you start something like well, this? Well, you do start, I think, with your, with your main source or whoever happens to be sitting in front of you who knows more about the person than you do. In my case, uh, that, was, that was certainly Kevin Wilson. But then it branches out. Uh, I wound up going to the Philippines and talking with David, uh, Flip's other son. Uh, and that was a moving uh, experience. I wound up uh, liking David enormously. He's, there's another golf connection there. He was quite a good golfer in his time before his motorcycle accident uh, uh, cost him uh, the ability to use his arms and legs. Um, but then there, then, then there are uh, entertainment people, Marty Kay's uh, 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 wife was still around, Roberta, to speak to um, enormous numbers of um uh, people who uh, who knew Flip uh, throughout uh, his life, and it, it just ramifies uh, from there. And 
you wind up being able to to put scenes together uh, by kind of triangulating people's uh, memories of them. You try to uh, just make it as clear as possible for the reader. Mm. And because he was so complicated and had so many different personas, I suppose, were the... Did you find that the sources were, was there a lot of conflicting information or did everybody sort of agree on who he was and see him the same way? Did you see a lot of difference? I think the thing, no, like, it was, you know, I, I think some, you know, some people saw, uh, by the time Gladys Knight knew him, for instance, he was kind of sour on, on uh, uh, television, especially the situation he found himself in uh, on their show. He wasn't as as exuberant. He was also uh further along into his his abuse of uh, quite a few drugs and uh, and she would help him out by you know brushing the uh, the dust and debris off of his uh, his costume out off of whatever he was wearing before the cameras rolled um that tells you something about a part of his life i mean i think that's why it's so important to talk to people who uh knew your subject at various stages because the subject really does change life changes all of us and he changed quite a bit on the uh, on the stuff from his heyday. Uh, I think most most memories were pretty similar that uh, that he was very smart. It's it's to me one of the things that stands out about his life is I don't know how in the world he could have been such a sharp businessman. Right. He had no education to speak of, but he went into these boardrooms and just just. Uh, turned down an opportunity that almost any other entertainers would have would have said uh would have loved to hear and jumped at we're going to put your name on on a television show and put you on every week and everybody across the country is going to see you and then you know maybe in the future there won't be so much money left for you but uh who knows if, if it becomes syndicated that generally goes to the producers and uh and other people who put the deal together and flip turned that down and said now nah, i'm going to own my own show at the time the only two other people who did that were uh were uh, Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball, who right. made a fortune off of uh, I Love Lucy. And at least as far as prominent TV shows go, I think Flip was really the second one in TV history to be smart enough to do that. So that's that's the thing I think I admire about him the most, uh, in addition to his work ethic as a comedian, um, that, uh, that he was smart enough to set himself and his family up um, just by by uh, not giving in to uh, to uh, a, a quick buck when there were millions to be made in the long run. Right. And obviously, you you know thought of him before you started this in a, a certain way, and you admired him and you loved his work. How did you feel about him when you were done with the book? How did I liked change? him more because I I liked him more because I I knew more about his flaws. Uh, you know, I think when it's just somebody who's funny on on TV, you do see the surface, and he was very appealing at that. Uh, I don't think you can even watch the old uh, Flip Wilson shows and not smile, even though some of it's pretty corny today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think uh, his genius uh, here here he was uh, encouraging George Carlin and Richard Pryor, who are both far more remembered. But uh, you know, they're they're writing jokes for him. Uh, but the more I knew about his demons, uh, the more I admired his struggles to uh, to hang in there. And then, of course, uh, you know, there's an old saying that uh, every biography ends badly. The hero dies. And I don't think you can you can try to imagine and, and, and reconstruct a person's illness and death without uh, 
uh, feeling more deeply than uh, you ever had before. So uh, um, there was that as well. It was pretty sudden for him and uh, mm. meant a lot to him to be able to open up the doors um, to the deck of his opulent uh, Malibu house and just uh, hear the surf. So uh, that sure stuck with me too. Yeah, I mean, as a reader, I, I think I feel the same way. I, I loved him before I started it. And right. after, I think I loved him even more. And I, I even his darkest periods, they all made sense. And they right. really revealed such an incredible man to me. And, I think that's true. And, you know, I certainly wouldn't have wanted him to be my dad. No. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is, that's, that's a tough spot. Uh, but uh, or, or even or certainly not my spouse or somebody I'm uh, 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 relying on. But but I think, you know, that's it all goes back to his youth. And he was he was uh, uh, still still pushing uh, all the time. And uh, and his demons led him uh, led him to uh, some weaknesses. And uh, I think that's true of a lot of people. One last thing I wanted to ask about writing was, are you able to write multiple things or when you write a book like this, are you just writing this are you working on this i, I always have one main thing this would mm-hmm. be the main thing and then you you have other irons in the fire uh at the time of working on this book i was still doing quite a bit of magazine work but uh magazines are pretty much disappearing yeah. uh so there's less of that so these days i'll have two or three book projects going in various stages at the same time but there's always the main one that's uh that's uh that's job one uh that you've got going and uh and that was certainly the true the the, the case when i was working on uh Wow, and that was almost two years of your life, right? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you got to care. You got to like that person if you're going to devote that much time to uh, thinking about them. All right. So this beach house on Carbon Beach. Uh, did mm-hmm. you go? Did you see it? No, no. I, I mean, I'm sure I've driven past it, and uh, but uh, but I didn't didn't go and visit. I had a lot of pictures, uh, and uh, um, I, I know it was. Uh, it was in the, that stretch between the Carbon Canyon Road and the Malibu Pier. Very nice. Literally called Billionaire's Beach, right? Yeah. That's funny. And then again, he said he was the only uh, N-word in Millionaire's Beach. Right. Billionaire's <laughs> Beach. Uh, and, uh, and it was great to imagine, you know, because it was what a delight to flip that uh, after he bought this house, he'd go out on the deck and Johnny Carson would, uh, would do his morning walk going past on the beach and then... Uh, uh, I think uh, John Travolta was a kid at the time and rented a house next door and they'd wave at each other. So it was it was stars left and right. That's amazing. And I know in the book you say it's like a modern. Right. Yes. With, and, and there's a, there's a picture and... in there with the with the big, uh, uh, big living room. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It sounds it sounds uh, like you'd notice it. And if you got near it. Yeah. And was he the first owner of the house, or did he buy it from someone? No, he bought it from somebody else. I, I don't know who. Uh, I, I know Monty Case said he got a bargain on it, cost him three hundred thousand dollars, right? Which would have to be six or seven million today, I would think. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and uh, uh, and it was gigantic. Uh, and uh, you know, I guess the, the garage was was vast. He had he had his two Rolls Royces and a, I think a Porsche in there, and there's still rehearsal room where he can do some dance steps and things like that um and and outbuildings guest buildings when the kids would uh, uh or or have guests over and uh, 
so you know it sounded uh, sounded very Malibu. Uh, so one time he sees a, a motorist who's got a flat tire and he goes over and maybe because Flip would do that. He would help. I loved it that he would like he would go into the into the restaurant and uh, buy everybody everybody's chicken and waffles is is on flip today um so he pulled over and he, he helps a guy with a flat and it was miles davis so it must be malibu <laughs> yeah i mean his generosity definitely comes through in the yes. book i mean that yeah. story about the sto- the 50-year storm at in yes, malibu right? where he yeah. helped out you know literally hands-on with his kids and they were like helping the neighbors and building sand right bars right. and uh, burgess meredith's house yeah. i think it was next yep. door and, yeah yeah right it's, it's, it's a very american story to think of him in this in this opulent place on the opposite side of the country from where he was a poor miserable little boy in jersey city mm. and i know he had a safe in the shower in the i thought that was pretty Bizarre, that's yes. Uh, that's that's probably the only shower safe that those people ever installed, <laughs> full of full of drugs and documents, and I, I think he had a gun in there, and and uh, and you know later on in his life, I mean, it, it gets a little dangerous if he's waving a gun around. I, I wouldn't want to be near him. Right, and didn't he think about the gun as like, you know, basically you never know since he was the only black man on Billionaire's yes, Beach. Yes, right. So. Uh, uh, so he, he's definitely getting a little, uh, uh, a little more impulsive as uh, as he goes on with that uh, with that gun. Yeah. You've been listening to part one of a tribute to Flip Wilson, featuring our guest Kevin Cook. For part two, go to a tribute to Flip Wilson on audio dramas here on JasonCharles.net. jasoncharles.net Deep Deep Talk, talk, Deep deep sounds. Sounds That was so deep